0: We all have moments where life throws the unexpected to us. This past year, we have heard the words unexpected, unprecedented, adjust, stay flexible. The real question isn't did you make it through the storm of 2020? You're already right here. It's are you a better sailor in light of it? Let's dive into a deeper conversation about control with Annalyn, Cami, Ray, and Evan.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Chat. We're gonna start off with a little overrated, underrated game like we've been doing the past couple weeks. And today we're going to be talking overrated or underrated air fryers. Right. <laughs> so Does anyone have any opinions? I see Annalyn's very excited. No, I want Ray to go first.
2: They are oh, okay. deeply, deeply underrated. I underrated.
3: couldn't tell you, I
2: couldn't tell you how it happens. I just know that I put food in it. And it tastes really, really good. <laughs> underrated. All right, Anilin, you you screamed so Yeah, I, you should have gone first, Annalyn. Let's
0: add that, in. Let's I add a that quick, in. I
2: kept it quick. I kept quick just for you.
0: <gasps> so consider, are we all becoming yeah. friends? I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> underrated, for sure, because people can't justify buying it. So this is me justifying buying it. Um, I don't use my oven. I don't have a toaster and I barely use my microwave, but I use my (laughs) air fryer, like every meal. It toasts stuff, it bakes stuff. You can put desserts in there. It reheats your food better, makes it crispy. Like I've made my best thing in my air fryer. And it's underrated, it's for people who don't have it, but for everyone who does, I guarantee you they love it. If not, comment down and send me your address because I will find
3: you, Wow. Wow, that's All impressive right. for an
1: response and <laughs> <bread.
3: laughs> I'm scared to talk about air fryers now.
1: <laughs> yeah, be careful how you answer.
3: Yeah, air fryers are air. great. Did I read that right? <laughs> <laughs> they overrated. Yeah, yeah, totally not overrated. Um, but I have never used an air fryer, and I. pray for you you know i thought they were overrated but anilin's making me second guess myself um because like i it's just i guess you could it's the same thing as like frying them in a pot of oil but like more healthy probably and i asked my uh my fiance's roommate like they have one and i asked like what's what makes an air fryer so good he's like oh it just is i don't know like oh must be horrible then <laughs> like if you can't like justify why it, you have an air fryer like and there's this big and so when I saw it like you know we have a microwave most people have a microwave toaster maybe a toaster oven you have a blender you have all these appliances and their air is huge and it takes up so much more space on your yeah. counter in your cupboards like man we already have all this stuff like just put some oil in a pot man like get some olive oil or some vegetable oil or something make it look not as bad but I don't know. to me it just takes it it's more space that I don't want taken up you know valid mm-hmm. i honestly say overrated don't I, hurt actually, me anyway.
2: I actually just got one that
3: it it's
2: kind of looks more like a toaster oven okay and
0: does it like lock it lacks down
3: yeah and uh it actually replaced our toaster oven thank god oh man that poor I would have taken your toaster oven man you didn't want my toast oh okay <laughs> I guess I didn't want it then
1: Next okay. week, we'll be talking about of it. <laughs> well, after those strong opinions on air fryers, we're now going to move into um, a little more deep topics here. So we've been talking about 2020 and the ways it has affected us and our relationship with God. And this week, we're going to talk about control. We've all had to give up control of many things during 2020. So I want to know what areas of, have of control have come into question because of the past year for all of you.
2: How's my Alexa. Sorry.
3: Was it,
0: I thought it was like a, an idea coming to mind. Oh,
3: it's not. Um, <laughs> I, ha- I have, I think I have some. Um, so right now I'm planning for a wedding um, for my friend and I, well, she's helping me too. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in a wedding that you want to be in control. Right. And yeah. And we're even talking about like post-wedding, like where we want to live, right? So my fiance and I both agreed that we don't want to live in California for, for the rest of our lives. Right. And one of the areas of control that I have to relinquish is I may or, or we may not want to stay in California. But we have to be prepared for if god that like, tells us to stay right one of the big areas of, like and I've, I've been comparing this to like jonah the story of jonah and his nineveh right like what if like nineveh is my nineveh is california right i don't want to be here but i don't want to run away from something god is calling me towards right and so that the area that i the area of control of like i've been trying to relinquish is like my own personal aspirations. Like I can plan for things, right? But I have to leave room for God to work. And those areas where God works has to take precedence over my own personal uh, goals and ambitions. Um, so relinquishing that kind of control is tough because like I would love to move, you know, see a little bit more of the United States, move somewhere else. But like, I also know that like staying here, can very much be a possibility despite my, my own judgment and ambitions.
1: Relatable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have any thoughts?
2: I mean, so much, I, like, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past, like, so much was, was up in the air in, um, in 2020, like, with regards to my future. Last week, I talked about school and, and work and just some of the um, kind of different ways that I felt out of control and the way that I responded to those. So, I mean, I don't know if this answers your question, Cammy, but I, I definitely was able to become a lot more comfortable with like things being more fluid, with yeah. like days not going my way. Um, I'm a one on the Enneagram. So I, I was in, like, I plan out my days, like to like the minute. And that was something that I was, you know, I couldn't do in 2020 and it yeah. it was really hard for me but it was also really cool to see that nothing really fell apart after like things felt like they were when I was trying to control everything but like after the fact when I kind of just let go and I realized I'm not in control um, and I'm going to stop trying to be in control like and then everything was still okay
3: it was like a pretty cool thing to see.
0: Same.
3: I like that idea of so Ray um, that like like relinquishing your control to god like it's a very scary and like touchy thing that people don't want to do but like like you said like but it was okay you know like not like nothing fell apart nothing broke and i think that's like a huge testament of like your your faith and surrender to god but i think that is a very uncomfortable but needed topic you know in a lot of conversations
0: yeah um i think for me i had to not that I ever had control over this before but I had to um kind of just realize like I have no control over like the world or people and with everything that came across my feed in 2020 I mean I definitely got heated in some ways um like a lot of emotions a lot of like disappointment a lot of like oh you know and I just had to release that in a way where it's like okay nothing that I do or say is going to bring me peace or change the world as a whole as I would like it you know and it's kind of just going back to what we've been talking about the past few weeks and what I talked about last week was that um that peace the answers like what to do is not in the world it's like literally in my silent time with god every single day mm. yeah
1: this is so hard mm-hmm. so good so hard <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I, I i you know i touched on what ray said and, and what you said to anyone i think what like like your own control like because I, I think what you said is great um and i think it's super applicable you know there's a lot of things that, that people did in 2020 and 2021 now that is not the way we want them to act, you know, or expect them to act. And I think relinquishing, because we're only in control of like those three things, you know, what we think, what we do, and what we say. Anything outside of those three things is outside of our control. You know, I think understanding that, like you know, like you're saying that you you have come to see and recognize, um, is a way of like spiritual and emotional maturity in that, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Very
3: important. Good, not, good, good job, anne
1: <laughs> Well, a phrase that we've heard a lot this year is we're all in the same boat. And I think that if we were to finish that sentence, a lot of times it would be either something like we're all in the same boat, like stranded at sea or like caught in a storm or something just really off about our situation. And so I was thinking about this passage, um, in Mark chapter four, where Jesus is actually in a storm in a boat with his disciples. Um, And it says a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And I think that one thing that sticks out to me about the story is that the disciples are so afraid of the waves, right? And who could blame them? I would be in the same situation. I'd be mean, like, what is happening? Like, can we get out of this storm as soon as possible? Can we calm the waves? And I feel like that's how we get with our circumstances sometimes, like when we're in discomfort, just how can I get a quick fix to make me feel comfortable and in control again? Like, why can't these waves just go still? Um, And Jesus does answer their prayer in that way. But I think that something significant, too, is that he's upset that they don't recognize his presence and his peace and trust him before that happens. Um, I think that sometimes we get so focused on the waves that it's easy to forget that Jesus is willing to get in the boat with us and walk through life and our circumstances. And the fact that he's in the boat means that we automatically have access to you know that peace and that trust, but that certainly doesn't make it easy. Um, but I just wanna know how has God shown you that he's trustworthy through some of those areas that have of control that have come into question this past year? Like has he showed up um, and shown that he's trustworthy in any of those scenarios in your guys' life?
3: Sounds like the disciples didn't want to embrace the suck of the story. You know? <laughs> I have experi, I, I like, I've come to know that God is trustworthy through like th- through going like by going through the storm. Yeah. You know, I remember there was a time, you know, a few years ago where um, I didn't have a job. I was doing an internship at the time. Uh, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a lot of money saved like I do now. And, you know, I was paying rent. I was paying my bills. And I kind of watched my savings slowly, um, like, go away. And, like, it was just, it was getting stressful for me because I didn't have an income. And, you know, like, like, God, like, I knew God, like, I prayed, like, God, like, take care of me, you know, like, um, I'm going to continue the job. Like, I think, like, you know, I don't have a lot of money left, but I'm trusting you through this. And he showed up and provided me exactly with what I needed to get through that situation. And it's through those like situations, it's through those storms that really allow us to trust God more and more through these processes and through these storms. Right. And I think it's only by going through the storms that we're able to learn to trust God more and more, you know, because we could always go back and look at the last storm we went through that he got us through. And we're only in this storm now because we went through the last one, yeah. you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah, I love that you mentioned being able to like refer to those past situations and have that kind of log of how he showed up and just be able mm-hmm. to keep that like in your back pocket for when times get tough and to be able to draw on that, to know that he's trustworthy, not just by his words, but by his actions, like right. that he's shown it, yeah.
0: I was feeling what you were saying like really heavily, Evan, just now. Because, I mean, like you, I've been figuring out this relationship with God thing for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known who God was, like, basically my entire life. But when it came to knowing God, that that's become so much deeper in the last few years. And when it comes to storms, a lot for me, because I have a certain type of disorder that takes me to a really bad place emotionally, my storms are very emotional and my storms are probably most days out of a year and what I've found um when I don't have control at all is that I have to and I'm someone who tries to not think about my emotions for the sake of productivity and success and getting things done it's kind it's being honest that you're in the storm Mm -hmm. it's like saying god like I am here and I can't do it it was like when the disciples ran down and was like Jesus wake up i need you i need you and every time i actually was honest with god and said i need you right now he's showed up immediately like the bible says like his name will bring peace like mm-hmm. he is peace and it was just in times where all i could mutter was his name i felt mm-hmm. that and that's the, like one of the main reasons why i still go to that name the storms that are to come because Mm -hmm. jesus himself said there will be trouble in this time and what are we going to do with it you know
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and what,
2: what i what i love about what like all of you have said up to this point cammy pointing out that passage of scripture is like um the circumstances don't always get better And at that point in 2020, it seemed like they were never going to. Like, I think about a guy like Paul, like a few episodes back, I talked about that thorn in the flesh. Like, he still got his head cut off in a Roman prison, but he found peace. He found strength and weakness um, because of the presence of Jesus. And I love that that's been just scattered into um, what we've all said. I came across a quote in uh, a book called The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he's Mm. talking about, um, he's talking about followers of Jesus. um, And he says, after he has been following Christ for a long time, the disciple of Jesus will be asked, have you ever lacked anything? And you will answer nothing, Lord. How could he, when he knows that despite hunger and nakedness, persecution and danger, the Lord is always at his side. And like, I would have never understood the power of that without Mm. some of what went down last year, because um, in spite of, you know, at times losing a job, like, not getting to do school and work and um, anything, the way that I like to do it, that, um, you know, Christ's presence was enough. I never lacked anything, really. Whenever I was not in my own head telling myself that I did, like, um, I really, I was, I was good the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, that is so powerful, and I love what you said also about, you know, sometimes it doesn't turn out the way we want to, but that, Yeah, It made me think that like, even if part of faith is trusting that God is good, even when our circumstances don't look good. And so knowing that like his character isn't always going to be reflected in the nature of our circumstances, but it can be reflected in the nature of, you know, how he shows up in our relationship with him and what we feel like the peace, even when our situation isn't peaceful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, you know, I like to have security. <laughs> I like to have like, you know, commitments that follow through and loyalty to the people in my life and just, you know, have everything um, kind of set and planned and smoothly, but that did not happen in 2020. And so I think that that was one lesson I learned was that, you know, reflecting to that passage, Jesus was just as much in control sleeping on a cushion in the stern as he was when he got up and and woke up and commanded the sea to still. So his control and his power and his goodness were not, were not fluctuating even when the disciples emotions were, even when the circumstances were. Um, And so just trusting that even when I feel like I'm still in this weird wave storm type situation that, um, Jesus is still in control. He is still all powerful and that he can still be trusted. Even if the situation doesn't turn out good, that I have access to that goodness and that peace nonetheless. Amen. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of let Chat. If you'd like to follow us for more,
0: hit that subscribe button or click the link in the bio to connect with us on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on our Anaheim campus. See you soon. Thank okay. you.